0: Welcome, everybody, to the Train of Thought podcast, and today we're going to be talking about episode two of Survivor Season 40, Winners at War, Uh, sitting here with my girlfriend, Emma. And the first point that I, I definitely wanted to talk about was something I was concerned about going in, which was... How they were going to start putting the episodes together, given that now they're obviously rolling with one-hour episodes the rest of the way, for the most part, after being a two-hour episode in the first one, and how they're going to juggle having Edge of Extinction, as well as challenges, as well as Tribal Council, as well as all the in-between stuff that people are going to want to see amongst their favorite contestants. Uh, And I feel like they did a pretty good job of that in this episode.
1: I mean, it felt like a normal episode to me. Nothing weird or anything like that except for um the moment leading up to tribal i feel like was a lot shorter than usual
0: right and that's one of the concerns with having edge and one of the reasons why people don't love it a lot of the time is because it does take away from the actual interaction of people on the beach in substitute of people just hanging out on an island that are just waiting around. There's not a whole lot going on. Now, we did see more action on Edge than you typically do, um, just because of the nature of the season and some of the the things that are happening there. But we do begin um, on Edge of Extinction, and we're there for, I don't know, like 10 seconds, 15. We're not there for very long, or at yeah. least not very far into the episode is when we start there. Um, and then they go to essentially an idol hunt on both sides of the beach with Denise and Kim Both finding an idol, but it's a special kind where they each have like one one, one half, yes, where they have to use both halves in order for it to be effective. And in this case, Ben is with Denise,
1: Ben helps Denise find it, correct.
0: And it's interesting because he makes the point that that's one of the ways he feels like he can bond with people is using teaching idol hunting as a way to bond with people if. You know, just regular social interaction wasn't something he was good good at. He knows he's good at idol hunting, and teaching Denise is one of the ways he tries to bond with her.
1: Yeah, which was helpful. I mean, he, he was super helpful, and she was the one to find it. Um And the cool thing, too, is he wasn't even trying to convince her to give him the second half. Mm-hmm. He was just like, oh, cool, like, you can give it to a third person, and now we have three people, and then we can expand and expand. Like, he was actually playing the game pretty smart in that moment.
0: He wanted to make sure that they used it in a way that was going to help them socially. And I guess part of the whole, oh, you don't have to give it to me thing, lends to the he's trying to be friends with people and be social. Because if he's immediately like, oh, you have to give it to me, then what really was the point of him being there, other than just to, you know, have the other half if that was the case, or just have the information? It doesn't come across as friendly if he's immediately like, oh, you have to give me the other half. So
1: Which... Is what Adam does. Right.
0: So when so Denise and Adam have been paired up pretty much since the beginning, almost out of necessity. I don't honestly think they were all that close until the rest of the tribe tried to make it seem like they were that close. Yeah. Uh, so Denise goes and talks with Adam and just like, hey, I found this idol. It's two halves. Who should I give it to? And they start to have a conversation back and forth. Adam is obviously thinking, give it to me. That's the she, intelligent thing to do. because She
1: recommends Parvati, and he's like, what? No, not her. Right. You should give it to me, and then I'll keep it safe, and immediately cuts to him interviewing, and he's like, Haha, I got the ha- second half of the idol. I have it now. Like, his—Denise did it out of an act of, like, friendship. He definitely was more strategic about it.
0: I've, I mean, I don't know. I felt like it was more about him just wanting to make sure that nobody else knew. I didn't really think it was facetious and, like, oh, I need this power. I need this idol. Because he was upset already that Ben knew, partially because he thinks Ben is a bit of a wild card. But just in general, I think he's just concerned about people knowing about it in general and that creating a target around them. But specifically mentioning Parvati as someone to give the other half to, I literally wrote down in my notes and says, is Denise dumb? Because that makes literally no sense.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. Like, I really don't know why she said that we both kind of looked at each other. But, yeah that was all right. I- I'm honestly
0: surprised they even kept it in the show because from like a strategic standpoint it just makes her look awful which maybe is why they kept it. Um, but then as I said we get to the other side and Kim also finds an idol uh, on the other beach for Red and she shares it with Sophie and that appears to also be a bad decision because immediately they cut to an interview with Sophie and she says it makes no sense we don't really have any kind of relationship I'm kind of with the group that's trying to get her out or is kind of against her when she was left out on the first vote and felt on the outside. So To this point, it definitely seems like there are people that are not fully understanding how to properly use these idols. Yeah. And then at that point, we go back to Edge for the second time in the first, like, 20 minutes of the episode, where Natalie gets this safety without power advantage to sell for a token, which came as a result of, I guess, a clue, you could phrase it that way, on There was a
1: clue. She found it coincidentally. Right. They didn't solve the riddle.
0: Yeah, there was some kind of riddle or word puzzle or something um, that was near the mast at edge and her and Amber were both looking and they, they hiked around everywhere. And they just, all they had to do was look at the water well. Cause the first letter in each word down the left side spelled out water well. And she finds this safety without power advantage, which has been in the game before, but I don't think has ever been used. I could be wrong, but I don't think anybody, it was definitely an Island of the Idols. I don't know if it was there before that, but it, I don't think anyone's ever used it. Do you remember?
1: I don't remember them using it, but I don't think it was like a choice. I think it was like, hey, send this to somebody on the other side. They don't go to tribal, and they don't know what happens. And so everybody comes back, but they're safe. It was I think somebody's it was like re- lesson. I don't know.
0: And there, it was. I think it was a guy, and their reasoning for it was they didn't want it because if they used it and dipped out of tribal, they felt like that would put them make them a target because they weren't helping their alliance going into it and they were just leaving they were being selfish and so they didn't i don't remember who it was but um essentially that's what it is is you go to tribal but before the vote you show your advantage and you leave and you don't even vote and you also obviously don't have a vote so that's the safety part without having the power um, of your actual vote so after she gets this advantage it's a similar situation to when sandra or when sandra received an idol the the thinking for Natalie was, I want to make sure I give it to someone that's going to use it, because I want the token. But also for Natalie, obviously she wants to help out Jeremy. She sells it to Jeremy, and he takes it, which leads us to the Tony on a ladder incident.
1: It wasn't a great ladder, but it did the job, so.
0: It was an awful ladder.
1: But it did the job. They got barely. through. But it did the job.
0: Like, three rungs broke out of the seven. So, he barely made it up. I feel like this is bad. By the way, I feel like this is really bad. So by the far.
1: way, it was um, Janet's. Visit. It was Janet. She was the one that was like, "I could go. I could take it, but then I have a bigger target. But then I'm not a target this week." So Tony, Tony's gameplay this season is to be as friendly and as normal, I would say, as possible.
0: As non-Tony-like as possible. Yeah.
1: I don't. I was gonna say non-sketchy, but that just was <laughs> weird. But like, he wants to be normal. So. He's like, oh, I'm, uh, like, he was like, I have an itch to, like, idle hunt and go crazy and be insane. But instead, I'm giving myself tasks around, around camp so that I'm in the center of camp. I can be seen at all times. Yeah. Everybody knows where I am. So he builds a ladder. This is prefaced with Yule creating a hook. Out of rope to get breadfruit which i don't even know no what idea what breadfruit is i thought he said grapefruit for the longest time so when he was like oh it's he like clearly said bread was in the Fruit. subtitles yeah. yeah and i was like uh okay um and somebody said it was a 150 pound ladder um i mean like, it was made out
0: of bamboo so i highly doubt it was 150 pounds.
1: Well, like kim was helping carry it
0: it it seemed as though it was it, it was more bulky than it was heavy.
1: Yeah, it was just awkward. And, of course, Tony's climbing up here. Now, granted, the the rungs on the ladder are three-quarters of Tony's height. Mm-hmm. So he's not climbing the ladder. He's literally, like... He's scaling the ladder. Scaling yeah. the ladder, like lunging up it, has his knee in his ear trying to get up. Um, but it works. I mean, he gets fruit down no problem. And um, it was a... Kind of everybody around camp was watching and helping and stuff. But that led us into Sarah and Tony's right. secret relationship. Cops
0: are us. I, I really quickly want to go back to what you're talking about, about, how Tony was kind of lowering his threat level by acting as non-Tony-like as possible. I had assumed that he would be an issue for people regardless. Mm-hmm. Like not Even if he acted the way that he is now, to be fair, they've only got one tribal. But even him acting the way that he is now, I assume that just because of his reputation and not being trustworthy at all in his season the one that he won. I felt like he still would have been a threat regardless, but it does seem like just amongst all these winners He's like acting the as not yeah, <laughs> acting as normal as he knows how to act, they don't seem threatened by him to the point where as you said him and Sarah are even working together, which they did in their first season. Obviously game changers he was out so quickly, but they did in this first season and Sarah got completely burned.
1: Yeah. Um, who was the one that said it makes it hard to believe that back home Tony is the one that enforces the Tyson, law. I think. Yeah. I think Tyson made Tyson... the point when he's climbing
0: up the ladder, Tyson's voice is in the background like, yeah, believe it or not, this is a guy that's enforcing the law back home.
1: Yeah, Tyson um, is skeptical to say, to say the least. More so about how Tony survived life long enough to make it onto Survivor for, three to, like, three times True. now. He brought up that we they have to sign waivers, which I'm sure answered a lot of questions I'm, for people. I
0: assumed, yeah. He
1: was like, yeah, I know we signed waivers, but I don't think there was a ladder clause. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, but, yeah, so then Sarah's like, yeah, I have to keep my distance from Tony. And they're walking on the beach. And she's talking. Tony's like, I mean, if they think we're together, why don't we just be together? So that there's not conspiracy. She was even
0: making the point that they had to actively stay apart so people didn't know they were together. It was almost like they were trying to make it seem like they weren't a pair in public. Because people were assuming they were. Which, again, is is wild to me.
1: Yeah, so they reinstated Cops R Us. Um, but Sarah made the point that part of Cops R Us voted out this part of Cops right. R Us. So maybe she has a vendetta out still.
0: And he, he even makes the comment that he, you know, they're good and he swears on his badge, which is something he did when he won the season and voted Sarah out as after he swore on his badge that he wouldn't vote her out. Yeah. So he's a, he's do you think odd. it's like a keeping enemies closer type thing? Or you think Sarah's actually wor- like saying this is going to be a two? Because <laughs> she seemed genuine. which like She seemed like she actually wanted to work with Tony and thought it was going to work. And I don't know if she's just like she's so much more confident in herself now having won game changers or if she's I... just enemies closer type thing.
1: I think it's an enemies closer type thing. I th- I think it's more so like, I'm going to quote unquote work with you, but more so I just don't want to be a target in your realm. Right. So I'm just going to say everything you want to hear, but I'm going to play my own game and forget that you're... I, and like, she at
0: least knows... Like, Tony seems 100% down to work with her, but she at least, even if she's not as down to work together as he is, she at least knows what he's thinking. Yeah. Assuming he's telling the truth. Like, that's that's the whole enemy's closer thing, is she has at least a little bit more information on how much of a wild card he can be. But again, mm-hmm. lines haven't been drawn as clearly over there because they've only been to one tribal. But, yeah. Um, Which leads us into the challenge. And the big thing going into the challenge is the fact that Rob is then going to find out. He kind of assumed... To, after having getting a fire token that Amber was voted out, he speculated that maybe it was Sandra. Which was given conversations we've had.
1: Well, that's where it got weird. He was like, he was like, it might have been Sandra. No, no, no. That's what he didn't speculate that Sandra got her out. He said it was either Amber or Sandra that sent him the token. Yeah, yeah. Because him and Sandra had built a relationship after spending 36 days on an island together.
0: Meanwhile, Sandra's fuming, apparently, according to her on the other island and scheming to get his wife out. They are on completely separate pages. Yeah. Now, maybe it was just one of those things where like, he was hoping that that was the case because he obviously didn't want his wife to have been voted out. I
1: don't know. I but don't... he seemed
0: like they, he really thought that they were cool. Rob's
1: not one to vocalize things that he's hoping for. He's one to vocalize things that he is confident in. That's fair. So I don't think he's just like oh, I really hope it was Sandra and she's not mad at me right. like i i think it's something
0: which once we get to the challenge he finds out that yes it is actually the fact that his wife was voted out which as we said leads us into the actual challenge when rob shows up and finds out that in fact amber was voted out and a lot of the camera attention and obviously the tribe member attention was on rob seeing how he was going to react probes asked him the question hey by the way your wife's voted out in case you hadn't noticed And I honestly felt like his reaction in that moment, not necessarily in the challenge, but in that pre-challenge moment, showed a lot of what makes him so great because he clearly was fuming. Like you could see it in his face. He wanted to say a lot of things in that moment, but he was just like, hey, it's the game. It's whatever. We're moving on. And a less experience and a worse player in that moment would have cried or would have gotten emotional and yelled or just would have said words in general. He realized that that was a moment in which him opening his mouth was going to lead to very little, very few positive things. Yep. And so he just composed himself was like, yeah, it's the game moving on. And I thought that was symbolic of one of the things that makes him so great is his ability to control those things.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely, one thing we talked about in this episode was the camera work. I personally thought it was not that good I thought in the it was an episode as a whole. Yeah, an episode as a whole. And this moment stuck out to me especially because you could tell that they were trying to like cut into his face, but like like he's in the back row of a group setting, so you can't really see him. So they have like Sophie's eyeball and like somebody mm-hmm. else's ear and then like Rob's face like zoomed in super close. Um, but I mean, you could definitely tell he had a lot of thoughts going on the entire challenge. Right. He was not there mentally at all. See, I don't,
0: I don't know. I don't necessarily, I mean, he's typically good in challenges and in puzzles. And then this one, he happened to perform poorly in the same challenge in which he found out his wife got voted out. But I mean, I think it's possible that he just had a bad challenge. Like, I feel like he had a good strategy and in terms of separating the pieces and understanding where they went. Who was he working with? Do you remember who who he was doing the puzzle with? Sophie. It Was Sophie? You sure? Wait,
1: are they on the same tribe?
0: It was it was Denise, wasn't it? It was Denise.
1: Oh, Sophie was on the on the winning tribe's puzzle. That's why I keep right. seeing her with the yeah, yeah, so it
0: was Denise. I almost felt like Denise was doing nothing.
1: Yeah. No, he kept saying like no, blue is here, purple's here and Denise is putting like purple and blue and blue and purple. Like
0: he's trying to lead it, which is but what he does in these challenges. puzzle
1: pieces in Survivor. Nobody.
0: I guess he felt like, because you made the comment, we're watching it, uh, they cut to Tony and he said something about, oh, make them panic, and they all start yelling, and I look at you and I'm like, okay, this means that Rob's team is going to win, because that's like one of those comments that they leave in, and they're like, okay, the other team starts coming back, and you made the point that it wasn't going to take long for them to come back, because they'd already, the other team had already done the first part of the puzzle, and Rob just looks at it, and they had that first part done really, really quickly.
1: Yeah. The problem is, is the middle chest had two sections in mm-hmm. it. Right. Right. So they had to get two sections done and that's when he wanted to separate but I'm like nobody separates puzzle pieces in Survivor you just match them up and you fix them where they go. Right. And I think that's what hurt him is like the other team was like, "Hey, let's let's strategize on the way." And he was like, "No, let's get a strategy together. Let's figure it out and then we'll start piecing it together." But a puzzle itself actively working on it takes strategy enough. Right. So doubling up on your strategy is hindering in this sense so i and and he even admits he was like i was second guessing myself and i don't do that in challenges let alone in puzzles and they were like yeah they were actually like a lot of us were speaking up when we shouldn't have and Mm. it it, like the teamwork there just wasn't there in this challenge right
0: i'm gonna speak for myself if i'm gonna like hypothetically if i'm behind rob and he's doing a puzzle I'm not saying a word mm. like I'm going to go ahead and assume that he knows how to do this puzzle. Cause like Ben was speaking up it's like, Ben, I get it. Like you were really good in challenges at the end of your season. I'm going to defer to Rob here. Even if you think you could say something that would help, it's probably just I'll going probably to confuse him. I'll
1: probably speak to myself. because Yeah, just but be he was yelling. Am- like he yeah. said
0: his name. He was like, Rob, do this. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm going to slightly go the other way on the challenge performance. I wouldn't be surprised if you just take Denise out of that equation. If he performs better. I felt like he got scrambled cause he was trying to lead her and himself in terms of, like, the the way he wanted the puzzle to go together and she was moving stuff maybe that he didn't want it to be there. He didn't perform well regardless. I don't want to defend him too much, but I felt like he didn't do as badly as it seemed. I felt like maybe just the methods didn't match up.
1: They got annihilated. Yeah,
0: they got destroyed. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, they were neck and neck, and then they screwed up the um like the obstacle portion where the other team just ran through it, and they were trying to clear it, and they didn't get their cart put together enough. But regardless, they end up losing, which means that this tribe will once again be voting someone out it wasn't back-to-back but they were the first group and then now they're the third group because amber yeah. was the second voted out um
1: so, red wins correct blues going into tribal
0: correct um and going into it there were a couple of names that were thrown out rob is concerned specifically about ben which is a viewpoint that adam shares as and, a
1: wild card
0: correct they everybody seems to come together on the fact that ben is a bit of a wild card But there aren't necessarily, like, lines established. They're just talking.
1: As much of a hot mess as Ben was in the first episode, he was just as much, if not more, at certain points, of a hot mess in this episode. I don't know why I didn't notice it before, but Ben is extremely socially awkward in the sense of he's still living in his survivor fandom. I Like...
0: He, he was heroes hustler's uh, healers right
1: yeah because he was a hero. a hero
0: that was like one of his main ways to connect with people was mentioning his military background and talking about that with yeah, people and being true. vulnerable about vulnerable about that I don't know if he has as many people to connect with I mean Jeremy I guess is uh, Jeremy's a firefighter like he has people that he can connect with but it just oh, doesn't yeah. seem to be working as well
1: well yeah I He's just very excited. Oh, like yeah. He seems
0: overwhelmed by the people he's around more than anybody else.
1: He's super excited to be alive right now and on that island. And he's like, he literally is living his best life. Like I know we talk about like, oh, Rob loves the game. He loves playing. No, Ben is. Living he's all his, starstruck. He's living his best life. He's living his dream right now. Which
0: we can jump. I mean, we can come back to this part before tribal. But just sticking with the Ben thing going forward to tribal, was not one of his better moments either.
1: No, he. I mean. He protected himself, but he just talked to talk. I think, like...
0: He he was really, really excited to point out the fact that he was part of a conversation that he shouldn't have been a part of. Because he was, like, he as soon as it came up, he was like, hey, by the way, Danny said something to me she shouldn't have. But he didn't have anywhere he was going. He just really wanted to share with these people that he admires, like, being starstruck, hey... I was a part of this I'm do, conversation. I'm
1: doing cool things too, Right, guys. exactly. Yeah. Um,
0: but going back to pre-tribal, again, Ben's name is thrown out a little bit, but it's not necessarily established. And then all of a sudden, Danny starts to freak out, primarily because she feels like Parvati specifically is someone that she's close with, and Parvati is not talking to her. That was That's her entire reasoning for feeling left out, is people are having conversations without her, which I can understand why that would make you paranoid. But the way that she goes about trying to diffuse the situation and, and figure out what's going on she does every single thing wrong.
1: She first goes to Ethan and Ben and is cu- talking primarily to Ethan. Because really, Ben just wants to be there. He doesn't really care to be included as long as he's involved, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so she's primarily talking to Ethan, and she's like, hey, I know I'm on the chopping block, let me plead my case. And he's like, all right, what, what what, do you mean? And she was like, well, Rob came to me and said he wanted to do an old school, new school thing. And Ethan immediately goes, hey, you know Ben's not old school, right? And she starts stumbling over her words. Oh, yeah. And it awkwardly cuts again because the the producing of this episode was just super weird and the editing and everything to me personally it just cuts nothing really comes of it now she's talking to rob side note rob has made one of those games with the ring and the hook where you have a rope and you swing it and it hooks on doesn't leave the spot for however long they're every conversation
0: he has pre-tribal is at that spot
1: yep he's holding the ring as far back as it goes right talking to people and then they walk away and he like throws it and tries to Which hook it.
0: either means he's there forever or all these conversations happen within like a twenty minute period.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I can see him being there forever. Right. Like I can what see him just playing a game. Right. Um anyways, so she Danny then goes to Rob. It cuts to Danny with Rob. Hey, so what do you think about getting poverty out? Again, kind of with Denise wanting to give the idol right. To well, Parvati. She she
0: starts with, hey, I feel like I'm on the outs. He's like, I don't think that's the case at all. Which, I mean, I can understand her being distrustful of Rob, but at the same time, in that moment, why would your next comment be, okay, well, I think we should get out Parvati, the person you talk to literally every day and have been the closest with since we first got here. Yeah. Makes absolutely zero so sense. So Rob
1: being the player he is, is like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, let's get Parv out. Goes straight he, to Parvati. He literally
0: said, because he knows, he's like, she's probably not going to be on the jury. She's not that good. He looks at her and he's like, all right, I'm in. Cool. He's like, she's like, promise? He's like, yeah, I promise. Has no intention it. whatsoever of voting for Parvity.
1: Goes straight to Parvity. So Danny's throwing out your name. And then, of course, Parvity's mad. Like, it was, it was a ripple effect at that point. Um, Ethan then goes to Rob and says, she made this comment in front of Ben. And he's like, what? It, like, Rob's just confused at this point he's like what is she doing
0: (laughs) like he's so confused about how poorly he's she's playing the situation like he's not confused about the information he's receiving he's confused about why he's she thinks that that makes sense right he's
1: concerned for her he's like my little protege is not playing right ideally
0: in this scenario and adam makes this comment They would have just gone with the plan and voted out Ben and kept Danny because they want the old school, new school thing. And Adam is ecstatic at the idea of voting out Danny because that gives them one more old school person that is out of the game. Mm -hmm. And And the first one that they voted out was Natalie, which is technically new school. So my point being, if Danny hadn't said anything and just had a much more casual conversation with people, there's no way she was the vote this week. It would have been Ben or it would have been someone else. She made herself a target. She literally got herself voted out. Yeah. Right. Like, there's no way that she's the name that comes up in this scenario. She hasn't played in forever. As people do
1: in this game, especially early on, if there's returners or if there's like just mega fans, people just wait for other people to self implode, and that's who you vote out. Because why would you even want to deal with them? Right. Because you don't. Because then they become a wild card. It's Ben's a wild card because he is so hyper mm -hmm. all the time. So, you don't know what he's thinking because he's just, but he's not self imploding. He's right. not self destructing. He's just super excited and he brings up points right. that don't have an end.
0: Right.
1: Danny's self destructing and she's bringing up worst case scenario points.
0: Right. It's never been more clear to me than it was in this episode how different the caliber of some of these players are even though they won their particular season. Kim did not come across very well at all in the first episode. She was panicky, she thought it was her, she was walking up to conversations that suddenly went quiet when she got there. Ben has not had very good moments socially and then in this one it's Danny obviously, and Danny is there's but she's the third person voted out but she's the first one to get voted out because she played the game poorly. The first two got voted out, Natalie and Amber because of the relationships that they had in the game. Didn't have anything else to do with that. Amber could have helped herself out a little bit more, but She was always going to have a target. Natalie, same thing because of Jeremy. Danny's the first one that got voted out because she's bad at the game. In this particular setting, she was obviously good the first time to end up winning. But in this season, she's probably in the bottom two or three of skill level to this point in this season.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Not all winners are created equal. That's never been more clear to me than in this episode. But um, So essentially, we get to tribal. And there's a bag check situation because Rob just says, hey, let's look for idols, right? Or let's uh, let's see if anybody has an idol. And everybody's just like, okay, Rob, I'll do whatever you want. And they dump their bag. Obviously, the point being, if you don't dump your bag, people are going to assume you have an idol. So you kind of have to. But Would I just you- thought it was interesting how they were all just so quick to be like, okay, cool. Sounds good. Yeah. I think they came in with that plan because Parvati didn't seem surprised. Parvati was like, yeah, let's do it.
1: Well, this was after he whispered to Jeremy and Parvati and I think Ethan – and okay. he and i think i don't think he was talking about like oh yeah this is who we should vote out i think he was saying like hey this is this watch what i'm about to pull but i will say and i'm surprised nobody made a comment on it adam was very vocal about the bag dump ben brought up the idol situation he was like hey guys i understand that i may be a threat cuz i'm good at looking at idols but like i really like would prefer to help people find idols like i don't want idols this season like i don't mm-hmm. I dealt with that, stress, I don't want it. Like, I want to make friends. And that's when Rob was like, wait a second, you're helping people find idols? And then Adam, who you may remember has the identical half of Denise's idol, was like, I mean, I don't know why we're doing this, but I mean, <laughs> right. you can check my... like." He's
0: And then Rob straight up asks him, and he's like, no, I don't have one.
1: Yeah, but he's he kind of did the same thing as not emptying his bag. He right. made a he's big like the, yeah. hissy fit about the fact that, which... Side note again about Adam, had to get Ben to help him put his (laughs) torch in a hole because he was just sticking it into
0: a... Random crack in the ground. Yeah. Right.
1: And Jeff had to have Ben help him.
0: Speaking of idols, I want to go to a comment that Parvati made before they actually voted out Danny, And she basically makes the case that... I can't remember who it was right before her that spoke, but they said... The old It was Michelle. The old school, new school thing is irrelevant to Michelle, is what she says. She's like, it doesn't matter. People are evolving. People are changing. And I think that that's the case for some people. Like, I think Ethan was definitely better in this episode than he was in the first. He seems to be getting his footing. But Parvati immediately says, no, I don't think that's the case at all. I think there's still this old school, new school divide in terms of how you play the game because people that are truly, truly old school do not know how to deal with advantages and idols and twists that can completely change things. Which I thought was interesting because two of the three people that have been voted out to this point, being Amber and Danny, are those old school players. So if you're going based off of they're not as good at the game, they're not as much of a threat from a gameplay standpoint because they don't know how to deal with these things, why are they two out of the first three people voted out?
1: Yeah. Well, Danny wasn't a threat. She was just dumb.
0: That's my point. You want those people. So, Not like, at this in, point. in a, in a winner's season, no, you, you want, would want to no, get people that are want, good at the game out first.
1: You want dumb people at the merge.
0: Exactly. That's why you want to keep them. That's my point.
1: You want to keep dumb people around you at the merge to get you further? Right now, they're nowhere near the merge. They need to keep people that can actually play the game and win challenges. I don't think Danny was doing either. So, what's the point?
0: Well, I mean, so the only argument in terms of getting rid of her is that she's just so unpredictable... And a wild card that they're like, eh, it's an easy vote. We can move one along. Well, yeah, I don't. She's I don't
1: rolling around telling people people about people's alliances, right. and Throwing out best friends' names and stuff like that. Like she literally, it it was somebody that there was absolutely no point in working with her now, in five votes, in ten votes, in fifteen. Like there was no point in working with her.
0: My only point is, I'm not necessarily agreeing with the last two votes from a like a long-term strategy standpoint. I think that people are so terrified of getting voted out of this season and they want to get as far as they can so badly because they view it as this like hierarchy of the best survivor players of all time. And if you get to the merge, and you're one of the greatest players that have ever played, that they're just doing the easy vote, at least for the first two or for the last two. Natalie, again, was a relationship thing. Amber was a relationship thing. But if you're just going by how good they presumably are at the game, I would want Danny and Amber to still be in the game. The only reason I wouldn't want Amber is because of her and Rob's relationship. They're guaranteed, too. But I just I feel like they're making the easy vote. Someone actually makes the comment during this one, during this episode, and says, yeah, this is kind of the appease... Michelle, it's like the appease everybody vote. It's an easy one. We can just move on. She makes that comment to Jeremy. And I feel like that's more the direction they're going rather than taking big shots. And I, I guess I just have an issue with that because I feel like they're just so scared. That's all.
1: Well, and... You see time and time again that big shots go wrong. And it's way too early in the game to have a shot like that go wrong. Jeremy said it himself. He said, I'd love to make a big move. But at the time and place that we are in the game, anything can happen. Anything can go wrong. And if it goes wrong now, I'm out next. If it goes wrong in the merge, there's still so many things happening that you might not be out next. But now when it's kind of what are we doing now
0: I just that hasn't necessarily been the case in the past like game changers Tony was one of the first people out like big moves early in the game is much more normal now than it used to be and again I just I just think that people are holding themselves back from taking risks now part of this and this is the only other point that I wanted to make here about this week before we talk about like the the preview for next week's episode Is because Red has gone to tribal twice and Rob is on that tribe. And it is very, very clear that they are terrified of him. Obviously, the pair of him and Parvati together. But the big move would be to get out one of them. And nobody wants any part of it. Which you would think early on, that would be one of the better times to do it. But they don't have a Sandra or a Tony on this tribe that's going to to take that risk. Even though Edge is there and they can possibly get back in, they want no part of it. Yeah. So... My point is, how would you, if you were in that situation, go about... Because I honestly think you have to have like a three-vote process and plan to get Rob out of this game because he is now so such a big part of it and so well-planted within a couple of different relationships.
1: Ethan, Poverty,
0: Rob. Right. I, I think you have to whittle down the eyes and ears that are around him. Mm-hmm. Because if he finds out about something, he's going to be able to turn people. And then... You have to start getting out those people that are closest if to. If
1: you want to make it a four-person vote, it would be Ben first, then Ethan, then Parvati, then Rob. Just because Rob knows he can go to Ben at any time to get information. Ethan is a little bit harder to crack, but still on Rob's side. Parvati's right hand man. Then Rob would have nobody.
0: Right, and you have to get it to a to a point where you only really need like four people to vote him out? Yep. Because if you get more than that, then someone's going to flake and he's going to find out, and suddenly someone's being voted out five four. I, I honestly feel like, and it's crazy that you have to think about it that much to get him out. But he's honestly that good, and I don't think anybody's looked any better than he has. Well, to they this only point.
1: have eight people on the tribe now, so
0: right. So maybe if you can, if you can last one more. Well, no, yeah, you would have to last one more, and then it would be seven against the three of ethan rob and parv that makes it very easy to say hey we have four people here right now parvati rob and ethan are not here all we have to do we know we can get rob out all we have to do is all four vote for him Now, it's not that simple but once you get the numbers down a little bit smaller it's a little bit easier to make the case to a smaller group of people yeah Um, Anyway, so at that point, Danny does get voted out. She gives her token to Denise. We couldn't really come up with a rationale for that unless there's some kind of off-camera thing where they have a much better relationship than we think, or she was just that much on the outs that she was like, eh, I'll give it to whoever.
1: Well, to be fair, in this episode, we said, is Denise dumb and is Danny dumb?
0: (laughs) They just, that's their connection.
1: So, cool. I mean, to each their own, Denise now has half an idol and two fire tokens, so I don't know how that happened, but...
0: And then moving into next week, the preview is, speaking of big moves, essentially supposed to be about that. The, the, a lot of the conversations seem to be centered around when are we going to start getting the b- bigger people out? Because I think they're looking at the people that are out of the game now and realizing that there's still a lot of very, very, very big fish that you probably would have expected to not last past three votes. I know that I personally said that I didn't think Rob, Sandra, Tony, or Amber, I don't think any of them were going to get to the merge. And not that we're all that close to the merge, but we're probably like five or six votes out at this point. Yeah. And, you know, it seems more and more likely all the time that at least one of those people is going to get there. So, who knows?
1: I mean, what? We're at eight and nine, so we have 17 left.
0: You can merge at 13.
1: You can. I don't think they will at a winter season, though. Or maybe they will because it would be more They want drama. to get someone
0: back in quicker, though. They get to 12 who and then they bring someone going
1: in. Home next week.
0: I don't know. It depends on who loses the challenge. I have no idea.
1: I think Sandra. Why? I don't know. I feel like if a if a tribe's going to make a big move, it's going to be red.
0: You think, like, Tony and Sarah are going to galvanize Tony, some people? Tony,
1: Sarah, Tyson. I I think if a tribe is going to make a big move, it's going to be red, simply because Blue has now been to tribal twice, and they're really not getting anywhere because Rob's in charge. Of everyone, even when they don't want him in charge, he's just still in charge. Um, Whereas on Red, although Sandra was able to convince people to flip and get Amber out, I still believe Tony, Sarah, Tyson, I feel like they are a little bit more strong-willed to make a move now, unlike what we've seen on Blue.
0: Plus they have the the we are not connected but now we're connected alliance of like yule and wendell like they have they would have the numbers it doesn't seem like sandra has nearly as as good of a hold on her group as rob does now this there could be a switch next episode there could be all kinds of things but i would agree that
1: a tribe swap right that would be dope
0: so and we agreed as well prior to the season that sandra's tribe was the group that definitely had more high value targets like herself like tony um maybe even sarah at this point and then like amber as well and tyson so um i would agree that i don't i mean i don't know have any idea who's going to go home next week, but um, if someone was going to make a big move, I would say it would definitely be that group. You yeah. got anything else? Nope. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week.
1: See ya.